Hi, I'm Kayla. I'm a high school English teacher, a mom of two, and a grown-up pastor's kid. And I'm her mom, Mindy. I'm a pastor's wife, Mimi to the two best boys in the whole world, and I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Yes, Mom, I'm Listening is a podcast where Mom and I sit down and talk about Christianity and pop culture and whatever comes across our minds at the moment. After listening to our podcast, you may not have all the answers to life's questions, but we have fun talking and we hope you have fun listening. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode of Yes, Mom, I'm Listening. mom hello dear how are you i'm good how are you i'm i'm good i'm good i'm getting ready for my daughter and my son-in-law and my grandkids to come this weekend they're what they're coming to my house (laughs) i'm so excited i've been washing clothes all day and i've got to tell you okay so you know that i uh you know that I went out and bought a pack and play and it was uh-huh. used and things yeah, are sure. really iffy right now. Um, as far as Clint, so you told me to immerse it in the bathtub and I did. Yeah. yeah. And I washed it with vinegar and fabuloso and everything. Well, okay. it, it still smelled a little bit like vinegar. So okay. um, we're also decorating for Christmas because, of course, we're going to have Christmas while you're here. Sure. And so I turned the bathtub on to kind of just just to rinse it out. No vinegar, no fabuloso in it, nothing, just to rinse it out so it didn't smell like vinegar. So I turned that on and I, uh, I was, I went to back to decorating and cooking mm-hmm. and everything else. And you forgot to turn the tub off. About a half hour later, I went, Good. oh crap. Am I allowed to say crap? Yeah. I, I mean, you crap. just did. So. <laughs> oh crap. So I ran in the bathtub. It's not too bad. I actually was quite surprised. I mean, I expected to be all over the floor, you know, whatever. So I turned the bathtub off. Not too bad. And I'm walking upstairs to get some towels. And I said, well, either the, um, either the overdrain, what do you call that? The, I don't know. Yeah. The over the overflow drain. I said, either the overflow drains really good, or we have a, um, a leak a, in your bathtub. No, or we have a very wet basement. Uh oh! And it hit both your dad and I at the same time. And buddy, you have a very wet basement. We went tearing down to that basement, and it was just raining. It was raining oh, all no. over that basement. And I just kept saying, "I'm so sorry." I'm so. I mean, the, okay. We, if you know me well enough, you know <laughs> this is typical. If I, if I take on a project, somebody or something is going to get damaged. And sure enough, I mean, it was all over of all things, the Christmas decorations and it's just raining. I mean, it's just now, thank goodness it was, they were all in tubs and I don't really think anything got ruined, but I mean, it was like it was pouring down rain in our basement. What an, what an idiot. I, I was like, I'm so sorry. No, I'm so we sorry. don't we, call ourselves idiots. Oh, no, we don't. I forgot. So, I mean, your dad was so sweet about it. He's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's Nothing's damaged, you know. But I mean, because at this point, he knows me. And so he knows that you basically have to put a bubble around me to protect anything you have. 
So that was, that was my week getting ready for my grandkids and my daughter, my son-in-law to come, but I'm getting, I, I'm, I'm tree is up. Two trees are up. Nutcrackers are out. Presents are bought. We're ready for y'all to come. Now I have had many, many, many people request an update. <laughs> no one request an update <laughs> on my mouse situation. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 What's the update on your mouse situation, mom? So now you you've for, had a request. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I have caught three mice. Oh my gosh. But I still have one and he's a slippery guy. <laughs> so far I have not caught him, but I hear him. So he's there and he's just waiting for me. So I've upped my game, put a little more uh, peanut butter on the mousetrap. So we'll see if we can catch it before you come. But yeah, but I caught three of them That's so far. terrible. Yeah. I, I realized that last podcast, last time we recorded, I said something about um, smelly dead rats and I never explained. I, this is not like a story or anything, but we... We live on the back of an open field. And so every once in a while, we'll get critters in the attic. And we had one that I swore up and down was a possum or a raccoon or something. It had to be it, huge. It was it, because it would, it would crawl across the ceiling in the middle of the night and Phoebe would bark and growl at it. It, it sounded massive. Phoebe is your dog. Let the thousands All of right. listeners know. <laughs> Our feral child. Um, <laughs> now it sounded huge. So anyway, we called an exterminator to come out and he went up there and they were just mice rats i guess but there was like three or four of them and they were up in the attic where he couldn't get to them and so he put out traps and then said well they're in a place where i can't get to them so when they die you'll just have to let them die and and decompose and i don't know if any of you have had this experience but it takes several weeks for the smell of dead rat <laughs> to work its way through your house and if you happen to have this experience right before the christmas that your newborn is coming home <laughs> It's especially fun. The funny thing is, is it really didn't smell up your house. It smelled up your coat closet. So Well, I'm, yeah, because it was right over our coat closet, but our coat closet is right next to our bedroom. So you say it didn't smell up our house, but well, it smelled it. up our bedroom for sure. Well, I mean, it was just so funny because you're walking around, da, 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 da. you go to put your coat in the closet. It was like, whoa. <laughs> it was <laughs> real nasty. So bad. It was so bad. So, so bad. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that was that was my week. And we are posting this on Thursday. Yes. And we're recording Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday, tomorrow is my birthday. Uh, I was going to try to think of a very obscure, unrelated holiday. It's wear your coat to nowhere because everything's because closed of COVID day. Day. It's uh, my birthday, whatever. and I'm kind yeah. of a, I'm kind of a baby when it comes to my birthday. Now, your dad, he would just assume nobody acknowledge his birthday. So yeah, I, I'm a little bit that way. So I threw him a surprise birthday party. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was less than ten people for all you COVID watchers. It was less than ten people. We socially distanced, and I bought yeah, 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 prepackaged whatever. food and prepackaged cake, so we were all very safe. Well, that's better than what Governor Newsom did, so. Yeah, he went to a birthday party. Uh, yeah, well, anyway. Yeah, so, so yeah, he'd rather, but I'm like, I'm like, November's my birthday month. This is my birthday week. <laughs> I have a birthday day. Which is hilarious because you have always been that way my whole entire life. And uh -huh. this year, on my 30th birthday, 
Um, I actually happened to be at someone's house with like three other people and I didn't even mention it until they asked. <laughs> like they had kind of forgotten and I didn't say anything about it. And we were like two hours into our hanging out and they were like, how old are you, Kayla? When do you turn 30? Today. Today. What? <laughs> oh yeah. There's, there's nobody that doesn't know it's my birthday. My freshman year of college, the joke, I mean like November 1st, I started the countdown. It's, you know, 18 days till my birthday. Uh, hurry now, get your presents, avoid the rush. I mean, I said that like every day, get your presents now, avoid the rush. I got so many presents that year. It was awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like begging for him. It was pathetic. It's amazing what you can do when you solicit things directly from people. I always laugh at people where they're like, I don't like people to know it's my birthday. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not that, I don't care if people know. I did take it off my Facebook because I was tired of getting 72 notifications from people I never talked to that are like, <laughs> happy birthday, Kayla. You don't even know me. <laughs> well, that's nice of them to do that. I, I'm no. bad at that. I don't do that. I disagree. If you don't talk to me the other 365 days of the year, and the only reason you said happy birthday to me is because Facebook reminded you, it's trite and, and unnecessary. You right. don't even have to type it out anymore. You just push a button. Yeah, it's like um, it's like when Facebook had poking and people yeah. would just poke you. Like, what does this mean? Are you flirting with me? Is this a death threat? I don't understand. What even is this? <laughs> I know. Oh, you're poking me? I don't get it. Uh, so for those of you that are listening today on Thursday, today is my birthday. And for those of you who don't listen till after birthday... I'm okay to get presents after my birthday. I don't care. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a birthday baby. I, I really am. And I, mean, I was the baby of the family. And, uh, you know. know. Everybody now, knows you were the baby mom. Now, there was one birthday I did not enjoy, and that was my 40th birthday. That was only because your 40th birthday was the same year I turned 16, right? No. No? No. It oh. was on a Sunday. We were in Lake Charles. Well, we were in Westlake. And your dad forgot it was my birthday. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay, 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 okay. So he didn't so mention I've, it to the congregation. So I've been watching a lot of Bob's Burgers lately. And this reminds me of an episode that I just watched where Linda, who usually makes a huge deal out of birthdays, just like you, forgot that it was Bob's birthday. And Bob doesn't really care. Like he forgot his own birthday. But Linda is like devastated by the fact that she forgot his birthday. So she like runs all over town to get a surprise party ready for him. And he finds out about it and he hates it. And he hates surprise parties. <laughs> anyway, you're my Linda in this situation. I just want you to know that. Absolutely. Which is the utmost compliment because I think she is one of the most positive characters and I love her a well, lot. thank you. Now, surprise birthday parties. It's hard to surprise me. You can't surprise me. I have it's yet hard. to be surprised. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, but, um, yeah, no. So anyway, so that's my birth. That's my birthday story. That's my mouse story. That's my, that's my other story. I think I've only just had the one surprise birthday party and that was my 16. And you were very surprised. Oh, I was so angry. So I had been working <laughs> camps. No, you hadn't been working camps. No, you were only 16. You were just, you had just gone. Oh, I was like just a 10. So, right. So I was a camp rat. So I went to three weeks of youth camp because so you if you went to one week, if you went to one week of camp, then the second week was half off. No. And so, no, yes. It was only like $15. It was more than oh, half was it? off. Yeah, it was really cheap. Oh, it was only like $15 to go the second week. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was super cheap. So me and all my youth group, we didn't have anything else going on. And we lived in a really boring small town. And you could either get into trouble or you could go to youth camp three weeks in a row. Woo-hoo. And so we did that. And we were total camp rats. And it was 
I think the second or third week and I was home for the weekend and my grandparents were there visiting, which was great and wonderful, but I was exhausted because I hadn't been sleeping for like two or three weeks. And they woke me up while well, you woke me up and were like, your grandparents want to drive down to the beach. It was like, like seven o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning. You were so mad. I was so angry. And I was like, it's just, we've been to this beach before. They've seen it before. I don't know why they want to go to the beach right now. What do they take me for? You're like, you guys weren't me. even coming. You're texting. No, I, I didn't go, but you're texting me in the car going, I'm so tired. I'm so mad. How come I have to do this? I'm like, she's yeah, well, going to feel so bad when she gets nah, home. I didn't feel that bad. I was still pretty tired. <laughs> anyway, I got back and everybody's cars were in the driveway and I was like, oh. Man, <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. All right. Well, so anyway, we've got all of our housekeeping out of the way. Ha-ha. I think so. <laughs> so, Mom, tell me about our topic today. Today we are talking about someone who I I have I sum him up into <laughs> a crazy genius crazy genius right so now that you've narrowed it down to about 57 people yeah that's true could be donald trump yeah we're talking about kanye west here as you would have already guessed because it's in the title of the podcast um we're talking about kanye west yeezy ye you know whoever whoever he decides to be going by at this moment um kanye omari west by the way i learned his middle name when he was on the ballot the yes. United States presidential ballot, which is which I'm still wild. sad he didn't win. I'm a little sad. And so are 60,000 other people in America that actually voted for him legitimately. Can you believe it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to say that I did or did not vote for him, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you who I didn't vote for. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so down. <laughs> right. So, I, you know, it was just a this, of course, 2020 is a weird year and we could talk for days about how this is such a bizarre, surreal year and everything about it is so bizarre and so surreal. And the fact that Kanye West was running for president was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, of course this might as well happen. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. This is the year. Sure. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to talk about was not even necessarily Kanye's presidential aspirations because that was uh, he talks about how, you know, he wanted to run for president. He felt like that was something God laid on his heart back in 2016, 15. but 2015, but he was late for registering for many states because he had COVID. And so, you know, you, if God puts it on your heart for five years and then you are late to register, question mark. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like something I would do. So <laughs> I wanted to talk about, though, Kanye West and his Christianity because it is a very unique brand of Christian. Kanye West is, I think, among the league of notable Christian, quote unquote, celebrities. So um, I, I wanted to talk about this because I think that Kanye's brand of Christianity is a little bit different than what we're used to with Christian celebrities. So, you know, we have the Kirk Cameron Christian, which we've talked about before. Yeah. We have... The um, the Mel Gibson and the Tim Allen Christian. You have the Jonas Brothers and the Zachary Levi, Zachary Levi Christian. Okay, we got all of those different brands of Christian. But Kanye, as he has done with every other arena in his life, has really created this kind of unique Christian celebrity. 
So I think what's the most interesting to me here and what I kind of wanted to unpack with you, mom, is his authenticity as a Christian. So for those who are not familiar, um, okay, Kanye got saved, I think back in 2015, right? 2014, 2015. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when he got saved. And then he started his Sunday services shortly thereafter. So tell me a little bit, mom, um, for those who are not familiar about his Sunday services. And that's with capital letters, capital Sunday, capital service. That's what he calls them. He um, he started, well, he calls it a church. He felt like he was supposed to start a church. And basically, I mean, it's almost like it, it would remind you of a flash mob service. <laughs> like it, sure. moves, it moves around. Oh. He gets, you know, I mean, he, he has a one number one music. The music really is awesome. The services yeah. are awesome. Um, I would love to, I would love to go to his church. I mean, it, I would, it looks like fun, man. I am trying to think of the list of things that I would give up to go to one of Kanye's Sunday services. And the list is kind of extensive. I would love to just be a fly on the wall or a participant because here's my thing too. So Kanye came out with, um, he's now come out with two albums. I think since he's been saved, he has totally stopped performing all of his old music because let's back up a little bit. So Kanye West is somebody that I have followed for a long time. And you I kind of kept loved it, him in high school. I uh, look, I had kind of kept that under wraps because I'm not implicitly proud. Cause you weren't of, supposed to be listening to Kanye West. In high school. Well, Your mom and dad didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not particularly proud of the content he was putting out before he got saved. And there's a lot of it that's very crass and very not okay. But I was just very drawn to his music. He's incredibly talented. He's very good at what he does. He's got very unique sounds. And right around the time of 808s and Heartbreaks, which many will say is his worst album, but that's debatable. Right around the time of 808s and Heartbreaks, I decided, you know what? Kanye West is somebody I really like. He's kind of my guilty pleasure. He's somebody that I really want to follow. He's somebody that I want to follow his music because he's so talented. And so I have kind of followed him on this trail ever since. And coming out with all of his music, you know, you had 808s and Heartbreaks, and then you had My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which was filthy, and there was filthiness in it. We all knew that. College dropout before 808s was filthy. Okay. It's always been that way. We didn't all know that. You I mean, that. we as Mom a general public, <laughs> yeah, we as a general public all knew that. Fast forward to now where he has stopped performing all of his old music. He will not sing or perform any of his old stuff. He will not do it on stage. His concerts do not include any of that old stuff. All he will perform now is his gospel music because he has come out with one, I think maybe even two. I haven't heard the newest one. I don't know if there's two or not, but anyway, he's come out with gospel CDs, gospel albums. And if you listen to the music, it's pretty sound. I mean, it's, it's his signature sound. It's good. The, yeah, the actual content of it. I don't have any problems with any of the like theology that he presents. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's pretty sound. It's pretty, it's pretty solid as far as gospel music is concerned. So these Sunday services that he set up are, I mean, it, uh, people who have attended talk about how he really doesn't put himself at the forefront. He, yeah, I've read a lot of articles about people that go to the church and it's go to, has, have been to his services and it's not, it's not a, it's not a Kanye, it's not a Kanye concert. No, uh-uh. no, it's not. It's a church service. And he, you know, works in collaboration with pastors that preach and that he has choirs 
And um, I can't remember. Mom, do you remember what the um, the interview was that he did where they showed the clips of him singing with his gospel choir in the plane? I um, I don't. It's on YouTube. You can see it. I, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I've, yeah. If I you just look saw up, it as a clip. Yeah. If you look up Kanye gospel choir in a plane or whatever, um, you'll find it. And he talks about how he doesn't really watch TV anymore when he's getting ready to wind down for the night. He reads the Bible and he doesn't really, um, you know, engage in worldly pursuits anymore. He reads the Bible. He reads the Bible with his kids. He makes sure that that's something they know is important. And oh, that I remember is... it was James Corden. It was okay, James yeah. Corden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. James Corden. And the songs that he sings with his choir are, they seem authentic it's all very bizarre to me because his Christianity on some levels seems more authentic than those who are not Kanye West, you know? <laughs> and this is coming from a man, the, the nickname Yeezy or the name Yeezy that he changed his name to Yeezy was supposed to be a derivative of Jesus Christ because he fancied himself like Jesus. And this was before he got saved. He called himself Jesus Christ. And that's where Yeezy comes from. And that's when I kind of stopped listening to some of his old music because he was getting obviously just blatantly sacrilegious and just blatantly blasphemous. And then that has been saved, which mm -hmm. is bizarre. It's bonkers to me. Yeah. He, he is an enigma. I mean, again, he is, he borders on narcissistic. I mean, if you want, he he had an interview with Joe Rogan, Kayla. That's been since the that's been since the um, since the, the pandemic. election. Yeah, it's been yeah. since the pandemic. Well, and it happened right before election day. I want to say they published it. it like the week before election day. And just as a heads up, Joe Rogan is not somebody that I regularly follow. He's got some interesting interviews with very interesting people. But well, mom, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's a two hour interview. It's not like it's like two and a half, almost three hours. I think probably. I, I don't know. Very long. I did not listen to the whole thing. <laughs> no, I've because seen clips of it. It's bizarre. I mean, if you were to sit and listen to him, just listen to him and not know who he is, you would think he's a ranting homeless person. I mean, he yeah. just, he taught at one point he says, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go down a, a rabbit hole. Okay. That's all he does is go down <laughs> rabbit holes. I mean, he just is a, I mean, he sounds like a rambling fool, but when he talks about his Christian walk, when he talks about Christ, he gets, he gets very, um, I, I mean, it's understandable. It's straightforward and it's competent, competent. And I mean, if you just, just, if you Wikipedia, the guy, I mean, he's no fool. No. He is a, he is a good, if not excellent businessman. Yeah. I mean, he has it going on. Now, he grew up in an educated home. Mm -hmm. His mom and dad divorced, but his parents were, I mean, middle class. Mom was, I think she was a university teacher or something like that. Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, you know, he grew up in a, in a middle class. He lived overseas. I think he lived in China. And so he is... He is worldly in that he's not, he wasn't sheltered. He he's cosmopolitan. Yeah. I mean, he's, he went to college. Now he dropped out of college, but you know, he got his. Hence the album college dropout. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't even know that. Um, so he's, he's like, um, to, to listen to him, you would think he's a blithering. Am I allowed to say, I'm not allowed to say the word idiot. 
No, you are. You just can't call yourself an idiot. Oh, I can't it's not nice. Okay. All right. He's a blithering idiot, but he's not. He's right. He's, you know, kind of crazy like a fox is what you say. Uh, he's just, I mean, he really is. If you look at his life, if you can, if you can mute him <laughs> and look at his <laughs> life, he's pretty amazing. And this is what, this is what really, really gets me about Kanye. He has always been this super interesting person to me because he, yes, talks in circles and he has been very open about being medicated for certain things he said in the past. And well, I mean, there was, he's bipolar. He is. Yes. I think they even, um, bipolar something else. I mean, he has got a couple of different diagnoses and he and his wife, Kim, uh, has come out about his, his mental illness and his struggles with mental illness. And there is a lot, there's a lot going on there. And so on one hand, when you look at it on paper, yes, he's very bright. He's very smart. He has a lot going for him. This is like his campaign, um, his campaign platforms. If you go to Kanye 2020.country, I think is the website and it and it gives all of his campaign focuses each of the campaign focuses is backed up by a scripture now they don't always fit exactly right you know if this was a hermeneutics class i'd probably give him a c minus on some of the application of those scriptures but he talks about the importance of putting prayer back in schools he talks about the importance of supporting the foster care system and being pro-life, meaning that we are pro-whole life. So if you're pro-life, you have to be pro-family support and pro-children support. He talks about refocusing American interests back on America so that we don't, you know, run, spread ourselves too thin. I mean, his actual on-paper campaign platforms, I don't think I disagree with very many of them. No, I, I'm, I'm very, and, and that is one thing you said, he's pro-life. He's not, it's not, it's not an anti-abortion thing. It's pro, okay, you're pregnant. You're going to have this baby. What's next? I mean, it's Let's not. Let's help you do that. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, you need to keep this baby and, and either adopt it or raise it. No, it's like, you need to keep this baby. And once the baby is born, how can, we, wh what can we do to help? Yeah. And that, that to me is a really interesting dichotomy because, um, you know, being anti-abortion is one way of going about the pro-life platform. And that is the most popular way of going about it. You know, criminalizing Planned Parenthood and uh, making, making all these things more difficult to access. And while I am personally anti-abortion, I mean, I think that's something I can freely and clearly and mm -hmm. plainly say. I also, though, understand that being pro-life does not just mean being anti-abortion. Because being strictly anti-abortion does not play into, it does not cover or, or even accept or sympathize or empathize with the fact that many girls going for abortions feel like they have no other options and they are pigeonholed into, you know, this thing that society tells them is okay. And if we were to approach that from this pro whole life angle, then we would say, okay, Instead of the number for Planned Parenthood, I just talked to a friend of mine about this. Instead of the number for Planned Parenthood being what's on the back of your student ID or whatever, how about the number for the Pregnancy Resource Center or the number for social workers or, you know, whatever, giving support in the places that it's needed the most. And that is a... That is what Kanye is trying to get at there with that being pro-foster care. I have literally never heard a presidential candidate utter the words foster care at all much mm -hmm. less that be one of his huge platforms. And, and that to me, system. 
Right. And that is one of the most important systems that needs to be looked at. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, Kai, my husband works in a foster care agency and he, you know, sees how broken that system is. And it is just unbelievable. It's unreal. Mm -hmm. And for someone running for one of the highest offices in our country, well, the highest office to actually understand what the need is there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I don't want to say that I'm not on board with that. Yeah, it's again. It, it is hard not to be on board with what he says now. Uh, with with this totally sane, <laughs> understandable, you know, platform, he also wants to make a society that is like the Black Panther movie. Is it Black Panther? Right. Yeah, Black Panther. So this is also, I know, listen, I know that the way I'm talking about him sounds like I am 100% pro Kanye and he can do no wrong. And that is absolutely not what I'm saying. I know the man is crazy. And for every good thing he says, he says something completely nonsensical like, I would love to restructure the American government to mirror the governmental structure of Wakanda, the (laughs) fictional African nation from a comic book. It's not real. <laughs> right. And and it's also a kingdom. And it's also, I mean, there's so many different, th- like, uh, that's a word that, that's a thing that just came out of your mouth. You're insane. You're insane. <laughs> and I mean, you and I have talked about, he also, Kanye also is the person during the Hurricane Katrina telethon that said George Bush hates black people. We remember that. We were watching. Like, there are things that he has said, and he has said slavery is a choice. He said that in a 2016 TMZ interview. He has said things that are so off the wall that you just have to be like, yeah, he's totally unhinged. I'm a this man is crazy. <laughs> I'm right. And, <laughs> and interrupting award shows. You know, I mean, obviously, obviously, there are some issues there. He's got a couple screws loose. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. I mean, <laughs> that I think is hilarious. He got addicted to opioid opioids after liposuction. What? <laughs> really? Yes. Is that hilarious? I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, no. It's not hilarious he got addicted. It's hilarious that Kanye West got liposuction. Well, I mean, he got liposuction and then addicted to opioids on the surface. That's very sad. Like we have family members who have been addicted to drugs because of botched surgeries. That's heartbreaking and terrible and very sad. But But he had liposuction. (laughs) Also, of course, Kanye had liposuction and then got addicted to opioids. Uh, You know, of course. Which is actually how his mother died. I mean, she she actually had uh, complications from liposuction surgery. So, I mean, it's very kind of interesting that he got it and got addicted and then she got it and she died. She had pre-existing complications, but. And, and this was, go ahead. From that, a law was passed. I mean, he just, so he, he's just, he's just such a parent. I mean, he's just he's such, such a case study. Yeah. He's such a case study to me because on one hand you have Yeezy, Jesus Christ, who, um, I mean, he, I, this words that I can think of off the top of my head. What's a king to a God? What's a God to a non-believer? And he talks about being better than God in that record. And yet here he is totally 180, totally 180 degree difference. Does he, does he let people call him easy anymore? I don't know about that. I actually haven't looked into that. I would imagine not, but uh, Joe didn't call him easy. 
No, I mean, Joe, Joe Rogan called him Kanye in the interview yeah. because that's what he goes by. He goes by Kanye now. And the fact that he is so, he is all at once this crazy unhinged Lady Gaga in the meat dress, but also this very successful businessman who understands real societal issues that need to be taken care of. Mm hmm. It's like watching Meat Dress Lady Gaga sing that song from Sound of Music and blow us all away. Like, yeah. oh, this is yeah. a real talented person that has real substance. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And and everybody that kind of knows him personally really likes him. Yeah. I mean, people say that about Trump, too. And this is, yeah. I think the parallels between Trump and Kanye are actually yeah, oh, very close. A, a lot. Because... Yeah. On the surface, they seem insane. And on the surface, I wish you guys would just stop tweeting. Just get off of Twitter and stop being narcissistic babies all mm -hmm, the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then maybe we could actually see you for the fruit of what you have accomplished. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, I mean, I, I know that there people have very strong opinions about Trump and what he has accomplished. But there, what I'm saying here is there's so much posturing happening with with Kanye specifically, like he postures in all these different ways that are like, okay, but what is really happening here? You have to wade um, through a lot. And the fact that he's married to a Kardashian doesn't help because that just adds to the craziness. I mean, he was on several seasons of keeping up with the Kardashians. Like he was a reality TV star for a while. And <laughs> I guess so was Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah, my mom loved that show. My mom used to watch that show all the time. Oh, I used to be like, Mom, what are you watching this show for? She loved it. Loved the Kardashians. Went to the hospital. She was watching I don't the know. Kardashians. I don't know if you remember this, but I'm sure you do. As grandma got older and a little more surly, as is, has happens with Gannon Truman's, um, she would, like, I would come in and be like, what are you, why are you watching this, grandma? She goes, I don't know, that Kris Jenner, she's a real B. But she would say the B <laughs> word. Her mother said it all the time. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's it's a Gannon thing. It's a Gannon thing. It's just well, hilarious. And of course, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite sayings in the whole world is their daughter, Kim and Kanye's daughter, Northwest, she's mm -hmm. going straight to the top and a little bit to the left. <laughs> Get it? Your North. mom said that? No, I said that. That's my favorite. Oh, right, 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 right. Northwest. Northwest. Yeah. She's going straight to the top, a little bit to the left. Okay, wait a minute, my joke. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was actually thinking you brought up his kids, and that was another really interesting point because he talked about this in the Joe Rogan interview, how there was a time in Kim and Kanye's marriage where they would have considered, I mean, he doesn't say the words, but essentially he, they would have Ending. considered aborting their children. Yeah, and it really ticked Kim off. <laughs> that he said that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's true. And this is the thing, too, is that he's being authentic, at least to that degree. Yeah. And when he talks about that, he gets very emotional thinking about what he could have done when he thought it was okay. Yeah. And thinking about now, you know, looking, he talks about looking at his children and just being so grateful that he did not make that decision. And that is the kind of pro-life that I can get behind. Like, yeah. you understand the actual emotional right. impact. You get it. Anyway, so so him talking about his children and talking about how he reads the Bible with his children, what's really the kind of big question mark to me about Kanye West and about his life and about his Christianity and the way he walks things out is he is 
he's married to Kim Kardashian, who is just blatantly kind of worldly and blatantly kind of anti-Christian in her lifestyle. And there was a time in their marriage where Kanye really shaped her image to be very um, sensual and very, you know, a certain look and whatever. And now, I mean, he talks about how he doesn't really like the way she dresses anymore. And he wishes that she would be a little more modest. And now that's very anti-feminine. That's very anti-feminist because Kanye, because Kim should be able to do what I don't she, think it's anti-feminine. It's anti-feminist. Sure. It, it's because Kim should be able to do whatever she wants, especially since Kanye is the one that wanted her to dress that way in the first place. My point here is just that Kanye is, there's a lot under the surface with Kanye West that is just a huge question mark to me. And on one level, I mean, dad and I talked about this just shortly after the news came out that he had been saved. I am cautiously optimistic about his walk with Christ because of course I always want someone's walk with Christ to be genuine. I want that to be real. I want it to be something that is, is, you know, an authentic experience. I want, I want Kanye West to sit next to me in heaven. That would be amazing. I would be so happy for that. But there is also, I mean, can you be a celebrity and be an authentic Christian? Can you be kind of crazy and pretty unhinged and be an authentic Christian? Can you be married to a Kardashian and part of that whole thing and be an authentic Christian? I don't know. John the Baptist was, everybody thought John the Baptist was crazy. Well, but I mean, is that different? I mean, he was crazy because he ate locusts and baptized people in the river. Kanye is crazy because he says slavery was a choice. You know, I mean, is that the same? I don't know. So anyway, I, I don't know that there's a real conclusion to be had here about Kanye West. He's interesting. Yeah, he is very interesting. And he is somebody that I have I have sort of kept an eye on for a while because I think that there's more to it than meets the eye. And if he does decide to run for president in 2024, maybe we'll see some higher numbers for him. I don't know, because I think that the longer he goes on this way and now that he's kind of put himself into people's minds as a legitimate contender. I, I mean, I, crazier things have happened. Donald Trump was the star of The Apprentice before he got elected as the president of the United States. Crazier things have happened. And all of the issues that really matter to me as far as what I want on a ballot, I mean, he kind of aligns with a lot of them. Not all of them, of course. It's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to work through because yes, there is a lot of stuff that he does that I've got to say I agree with. And that's, I mean, I know that I have family that are, I have family that are liberal. I have, um, I have friends that are anti-Trump. I have, I mean, I, I kind of run the gamut with my friends and family. I have very conservative friends and family and I have very not conservative friends and family. And, and for me to come out and say, you know, well, Hey, you know, maybe Kanye's kind of onto something. I know that that's against literally every single one of them. And they would all say, Kayla, you're crazy. <laughs> I don't know. He not, is, he's a person to watch. I mean, again, you know, to hear him, you would completely write him off, but look at sure. him on paper. He's a mover yeah. and a shaker. I mean, we have current politicians that I would completely write off for hearing too. So whatever. But I'd write them off on paper too. 
<laughs> Good point. Anyway, so yeah, I don't know that there's a real conclusion here. I know when we talked about Brendan Fraser, there was all about, you know, how Brendan Fraser is a beautiful story of redemption. Kanye West is just a beautiful story of I'm so confused <laughs> because <laughs> I I agree with him so much more than makes sense. <laughs> He's a beautiful story of huh? <laughs> right. So bizarre. Well, anyway, so yeah, unless there's something else you want to add to the Kanye West conversation, I, like I said, there's not there's not really a conclusion to come to. Keep your eyes on him and keep your eyes on what he's doing with Sunday services and with the cause of Christ, because there are times that, yes, he is furthering the cause of Christ with his Sunday services. There are times when people look at Kanye West and are like, oh, all Christians are crazy, of course. So that's not great. <laughs> no. But, you know, I mean... It is what it is. So anyway, one thing I want to end with. (laughs) Now that I know you listen to Kanye West in high school, you're grounded. Thanks. Sure. (laughs) All right. Well, everybody have a wonderful, we won't. Wait, wait, wait. I'm grounded. I'll be sure and stay home and I won't go stay at anybody's house. No, you come to my house. house. Anyway, so there's that. There is our um, perfectly ambiguous take on Kanye West. Very weird. I think the next time I talk about a Christian celebrity, I really, really want it to be Chris Pratt. I love Chris Pratt. Because I think that he is a very interesting study in not unhinged Christianity, but for a celebrity, which is weird. Chris Pratt is the, is, if you, if you lay, if you ask me what actor or what human being in this world would you love (laughs) to sit down with for lunch for two hours, who would it be? Yeah. And like, I don't even necessarily want to ask him questions about his life. I just want him to tell me funny things. I just want to hang out with him because he's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. And every, every time you like listen to the director's cut of movies or like interviews or whatever, like he does so many ad lib things in his shows and movies that are just hilarious. And, and, and he's a nice guy. Everybody that works with him loves him. Yeah. Anyway, so that's next time we talk about a person. It'll probably not be the next episode because next episode, I'm going to be at mom's house. We're going to be recording together in the same room. Yay. Yay. So we'll see how that goes. And we'll probably be talking about holidays and Christmas. Christmas has always been a very big deal in our house. So yes. And we're going to celebrate Christmas on Thanksgiving because it's, it's a Polk Thanksgiving. It's a Milam Christmas. Yeah. We switch off. We switch off. So this year's going to be a Polk Thanksgiving. So we're going to do Christmas in the morning, Thanksgiving in the afternoon, and the boy's birthday in the evening. Oh, right. Because both of my children are born an hour apart. So they get joint birthday parties. They get joint, joint yes. everything. They will never well, have an individual birthday party as long as I live. They're born an hour apart on a different day. Right. So Asher was born at 1045 on December 12th. And then four years later, Graydon was born at like one o'clock in the morning on December 13th. And I still, I Which still. Which is more than an hour, but you get it. Well, an hour and a half. I, I still maintain that they could have been born on the same day, but I think the midwife wanted them to have separate birthdays because we told her that they were going to be born on the same day. And she was curiously not available. Oh, really? Right around midnight. Yeah. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, she was. I, so I think she got it in her mind that our boys needed to have different birthdays. So, okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. All right. Well, you have a wonderful rest of your day, my dear. Yeah, you too. And I will see you on Saturday, actually. And we will um, we will be heard by you guys, I guess, in two weeks. So Thursday after next, 
We'll see you then. And it, okay. And listen, if you have any fun holiday stories, email us at. Yeah. Uh, yes, mom. I'm listening at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at. Yeah, you can get us on Twitter at Yes Mom Pod. Or Facebook and Instagram. At Yes Mom, I'm listening. Yeah. Send us your stories. And hey, remember too that if you are enjoying our um if you are enjoying our podcast to leave us a rating and a review. The reviews a good are really one. Helpful. Yeah, a good one would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but rating and review, the rating is a little star part, and the review is where you say something nice about us. And we just like to read those because they feel good. So yeah. <laughs> um anyway, so yeah, we love you guys and we will catch you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.